Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of my webtoon journey. This is the long-awaited episode for the series Not Even Bones, which is a thriller series written and, well actually no, I'm sorry, written by Rebecca Schaefer and illustrated by, and excuse my pronunciation, Eli Scenario? That's how it's spelled. I'm going with that. Um, it's been running since October 2019 and um, it it's been ongoing. I think season one just finished up in December of last year, 2020. And it sits at 1.4 million readers with a score of 9.74. Pretty high. Um, I've read up to chapter 18 out of the 62 from season one. And you're like, John, <laughs> how have you only read that much and you haven't dropped an episode in a month? Um, that's just how it been <laughs> um but uh, i appreciate you guys' patience i'm gonna be saying that a lot because episodes especially on my other podcasts anyone coming from the monologue side of things know that my episode posting schedule is very inconsistent which has probably stunted the growth of both of these podcasts but at this point i'm still happy that anyone listens and i do this for you guys but i i do also do it for me um, um so even if I can't say consistent, I've gone, I've gone over the fact that I'm never going to be able to like maintain a schedule until I, you know, get, um, into a place of my own and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, in the meantime, I just kind of record when I can, when I, on the rare moments where it's, um, I have the alone time to do so. Um, but yeah, this is, um, <laughs> a little bit of, uh, delay. I, um, I promise I'll never go on a, another long hiatus. Like, if you've come from the monologue side of things, you know I've gone on very long hiatuses. Um, not going to happen anymore. I promise that even if a month goes by, I am still doing the podcast. <laughs> um, I wish I could say that these episodes were at least, like, an hour or two long to appease those who have been waiting so long for an episode. But <laughs> it's just, um, as a single, you know, as a single host, it's it's tough to go that long and maintain, um, you know, the, uh, conversation, uh, just, you know, me, it being one way. Um, that said, um, I, I encourage you guys, if there's a series that, you know, I'm covering or maybe even a series um, that I've already covered, if you have any of like your own, um, you know, critiques about a series or maybe just send me what you love about a series or, um, just your general thoughts, questions, um, for the podcast for me the host um yeah you can definitely send those out again i'm um i have the my contact information in the description of every episode but i am on twitter and i do have an email um i don't really plug for this stuff often i just assume people hear it all the time anyway so they know <laughs> if they really want to they can just search it um but yeah i figured every once in a while it, should, it might be a good idea to um plug that stuff because even if people have been meaning to they you know maybe they don't after listening to the episode, they're done, and they don't, they forget, you know, so, yeah, um, so if you have any general thoughts about a series I'm doing, um, like I, like I do every episode, I, I announce the next episode series, um, and that gives whoever is listening time to check out that series, maybe, um, you know, just to get some context for the episode, if they want to kind of follow along, um, but yeah, I highly encourage it, and it makes the you know it makes the show better. Um, it's it's better than it kind of having that one way conversation. Um, 
I will definitely read, you know, I'll read your question or your thoughts on a series aloud on the podcast and, and answer it um, in real time while I'm recording. Um, so yeah, that plug out of the way. Um, the synopsis for Not Even Bones, Nita doesn't hunt supernatural beings and sell their body parts on the black market. Her mother does that. Nita only dissects the magical bodies for her mother. However, Nita's about to get a real taste of the family business, and there is no turning back. Now Nita must decide whether she is willing to become a monster. I thought there was going to be another option there. Willing to become a monster or, you know, but it's just dot, 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 ellipses. So, um, and this, this series is based on the Market of Monsters uh, Young Adult series by Rebecca Schaefer. So this is actually adapted from, you know, prose um, text. Um, and, and of course the artist is, um, is the one, you know, adapting it to, into Webtoon. Um, but yeah, this is, um, I, I wasn't sure what to really expect. I got a little further than I did last time I, um, checked out the series. I actually did, um, do a few chapters just to see what it was like. Um, and I, I was definitely drawn in. Um, but as I progressed, I didn't realize, oh, there's, there's a way more going on here than I expected. I wasn't sure what, what to expect in terms of like, well, let me introduce the series or let, let me it start from the beginning, I guess. So this, this, the series opens with, um, a, it's a really effective job of drawing you in immediately, but it opens with a, a bloody scene of this guy that we don't, you know, we don't have any context for who he is yet. And he's just laying on, on an operating table and it's in this like stark basement. And, um, yeah, like I said, if this is a way to draw someone in from the first page or the first, I guess, panel, this is definitely a way to do it. Um, we have a mother and daughter in the room and they're dressed in normal clothes. So this obviously isn't some sort of like legit, uh, building, you know, like it's not a hospital or anything. So it's already kind of suspect. You're wondering what's going on. Okay. We've got these two, um, ladies, uh, in a basement with a dead body. Um, and then we learn that from their dialogue that this man on the table, he's not even human. Um, even though he looks like it turns out he's called, he's something called a Zanny. And I just think that name is funny because that, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> um, you know, the street word for, you know, a certain drug. Um, but I just thought it was funny. <laughs> they're called Zannies, <laughs> um, which, you know, they're supposed to be really dangerous as they are in uh, uh, real life, if you're not careful. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the uh, mother and daughter are in the business of selling off these dead Zanny for parts uh, on the black market. So what the buyers do with these parts, um, you know, it's left up to the imagination. We do learn that some people will actually eat them. Kind of interesting, kind of gross. Um I mean, it, it, the the weird part is these people look human, they act human, they talk, you know, so it's just like the idea of a, like a human being that's buying their parts and eating them. It just, it, it sounds like cannibalism because it, uh, or it feels like it, even though it technically isn't, um, but it's still pretty, pretty messed up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the black markets. So of course, it's all pretty sketchy and um, the mom is super sketchy. She's drawn like a, like a Disney villain, um, but I suppose you have to be, you know, a certain type of person to really get into this kind of business anyways. Um, so her daughter seems to be following, um, her orders to dissect these zannies 
kind of reluctantly, though she's gotten pretty used to doing it, and I guess she's good at it, uh, Nita. Um, and because they're not human and even considered monsters, she says she doesn't mind doing so. Um, it's, a, it's a really dark subject matter, but I do like the art. It, it takes place in Peru, which is pretty unique, I think, for a webtoon so far. I haven't come across um, one set in, you know, Peru, so not even manga. I mean, of course, most of the manga takes place in Japan anyways, but um, I don't know, that's a pretty interesting locale. Um, but yeah, I also haven't come across a webtoon with, like, Spanish-speaking characters. That's also pretty unique, uh, let alone ones that take place in, you know, South America. Um, but yeah, there's some really pretty locales. Um, you, you see early on, chapter one, Nita's on a park bench, um, and you just get to see the beautiful scenery, or she's like reading underneath a tree during sunset. Just um, really just like serene, um, beautiful. <laughs> but then, you know, when she gets home, everything just, the mood kind of shifts, and everything's dark and bleak. Um, the overall like color palette of the webtoon is pretty muted. Um, yeah, it just feels cold, which is definitely in line with the tone that they're going for. But then sometimes you'll get those like comfy, warmer tones, depending on the setting. Um, like Plum, the series, I, the fruit stacking series that I covered last episode, it, uh, Not Even Bones does utilize the vertical format a lot, which is actually really cool because it's adapted from a book. So the artists had to get really, you know, creative um, with how they, you know, adapt it to, the, to this webtoon format. And, you know, so there's not a lot of, like, small square paneling. Um, just some a lot of really good-looking vertical shot after shot that kind of blend in tra and transition into, other, um, into each other very nicely. So, And I honestly, I'm, I'm trying to remember, uh, you know, so a, lot of, a lot of times for, you know, because time's sake, but and it's understandable manga does it too, where, like, there will be panels without background, stuff like that, or just, like, panels that are just text, box text boxes with, like, gradients and stuff like that. But um, I can't remember any scene really that in, in the 18 or so chapters that I've read that lacked like a background. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of attention to, to details. And, and I, and I use this terminology when I was talking about omniscient reader, but this feels very like, like a Hollywood webtoon or like a very high budget, I guess, quote unquote webtoon. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just on the, like in terms of manga, like, you know, you have your, you have some artists that are, you know, their, their, their art is very simple, very, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like a lot of, sh um, well, not I was going to say a lot of shoujo, but that's not true. Because shoujo, shoujo can get very detailed, especially in like the eyes and the hair and stuff. But um, I don't know, just a lot, maybe maybe some slice of life manga that don't really depend on like the um, world building around the characters. They just have very simple shots of like being in restaurants and stuff like that. Not a lot of detail going on. It's more about the, you know, the characters and their interaction, their dialogue. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes it's very simple, but then you have like, you know, your peak, um, action series, like, um, I'm trying to think, I mean, One Punch Man, right? Where everything is just insanely detailed, um, and, uh, and it feels very quote unquote high budget. Um, so, uh, it feels that way. I felt that way in Omniscient Reader for sure. Maybe here to the lesser extent, but the art's still, you know, fantastic, um, and that feels like a really weird way to describe things. Again, when it comes to, um, like, talking about something that is strictly visual, <laughs> you know, um, 
through an audio format it gets kind of hard to describe art so i'm trying my best i'm experimenting with ways i can describe things um so apologies if that was a very bad comparison <laughs> um all that to say that the art's pretty good <laughs> you know um that's uh that's a simple way to put it but i want i was trying to be uh deeper <laughs> you know sound a little more uh versed on the subject than i actually am <laughs> um but yeah um Another thing that stood out to me in particular, which in, in comparison to the other webtoons that I've read so far anyway, is that the the lighting, it's, um, this is a really weird thing to comment on too, but it's something that stuck out to me that I took a note on. Um, so like compared to more traditional media, it's not the first thing that someone comments on, but for some reason here, it's just like really brilliant. Um, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not always sure about the processes behind webtoon creation, um, but like so I don't know what the digital effects are that are being used, but if you pay t close attention to like any strip in this webtoon that has like a light source, like the sun or the moon or lights from the buildings or interior lights, like in the basement uh, of their, of Nita's house, um, you'll notice that the light is really strong and glowing compared to like, you know, the more subdued backgrounds that I already mentioned. Um, and it, and it really offers like a really effective contrast, um, it's just like one of those things that help pull you into the world a little bit more. And uh, I, I'm not going to go on the super long tangents about the lighting, but you'll get what I mean when you read it. It's like, it's weird. I don't know. How to, I don't know how to describe it, which is why I'm struggling here. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, so speaking of the world, um, the, you know, just the environments and stuff. But uh, like I said, it's in the real world, real world. Man, I struggle with those two words. Real world <laughs> location of Peru. Um it has these fantasy elements, uh, like I mentioned already, the Zannies, but also like uh, there's a, a dialogue or like I think it was like a news broadcast that mentioned unicorns. So, of course, this story has its own interpretation of unicorns, which I thought was really cool. So there's definitely it, it definitely seemed like a strip feeding more stuff to me. Um, so I'm curious what other things, um, you know, Rebecca Schaefer, uh, what other things she's going to pull into the story, because um you know, it seems pretty interesting so far. And it's got like this dark undertone. So, um, you know, I, I'm all about it. I, I love stories like this. So there's clearly more to this world. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more. Um, I will say that if you are particularly squeamish, this might not be for you. There is definitely some really intense scenes. Um, definitely some blood, uh, some dismemberment. Uh, that's probably the more specific uh, I can get in terms of like, you know, if you're triggered by certain stuff, um, that, that might be something that kind of makes you squeamish. Um, but uh, it definitely, I, I would liken the intensity of some of those scenes to something like The Boxer, which I also covered on the podcast. You know, that webtoon has like this really physical brutality, like, like it's really just like blunt force, just like beat downs. <laughs> um, and those made me wince where like... <laughs> here it's like this uh like this evisceration you know like but it gave me the same reaction that the boxer did in in, in terms of specific scenes it, it's it can get pretty brutal so um i'm trying to think of anything else i didn't really comment too much on nita as a character and her her mother um i'll say that you know despite working with her mother in the black market business for quite some time there is definitely this clear tension between nita and her mother you know the mom has clearly crossed some lines and just hasn't looked back she's been in this business she's making her money um 
and 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 it seems like Nita's father, who isn't really in the picture as much, he he seems like he knows you know he knows what's going on. He, I I'm not sure what role he plays in the things, but Nita seems to at least trust her father more than she does her mother, um, and it makes you wonder why they're they're separated. Um, maybe the father saw something in the mother that <laughs> raised the red flag. He's like, I gotta get out of here. You know, I don't know. There's probably more that's revealed later, or maybe there's something I I don't remember, wasn't paying attention to, but. Um, yeah, Anita definitely has her reservations about, you know, this line of work and her mother. And, um, you know, so it definitely, um, there's definitely this lingering fear in these earlier chapters. Um, because like, it's already been established as well through, um, some flashbacks that the, uh, um, that they show that, you know, any disobedience to her, toward her mom will, will lead to punishment and not necessarily physical punishment, but definitely her mother's definitely like that, you know, the psychologically manipulative type. And I'm sure you've run into people like this. And sometimes, sometimes that can be, you know, sometimes you can take, um, you know, physical abuse, like that's something, but, but when, when somebody tries to break you down, um, mentally, uh, it, you know, sometimes that can be worse. Um, and there's definitely like this psychological abuse going on between the mother and, and Nita. Um, and, uh, when there's a, there's a new zanny that comes in their next, you know, their next, uh, uh, I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> I was going to say shipment. Uh, I'm, I'm like lacking, I'm missing the word there, but there's this new zanny that's brought in and, uh, it kind of throws a wrench into things, um, really messes up Nita's whole complacent existence that she's you know just accepted for the most part so she has to make a choice at this point whether she's going to cross the line that her mother crossed and kind of become like her or disobey her mother and you know suffer the consequences so of course it's it's fun especially in these early chapters to see you know what is she going to do so i'm not going to spoil it uh but i will say that man this webtoon does love its cliffhangers it's insane um and i uh yeah every every chapter literally is just like okay what's gonna happen next <laughs> you know you gotta scroll to the next one it's one of those stories for sure um so if you're gonna set aside some time to read it then you're probably gonna end up binging it i stopped myself so that i could actually you know take notes and prepare <laughs> you know for the podcast um but yeah if you uh if you like cliffhangers it's definitely the one for you um, I wish I had more to say, <laughs> you know, I know you guys have been waiting a long time for the episode, um, but um, I think that's going to actually call it because I don't want to get into too much detail without spoiling a lot of this, a lot of those initial chapters are setting up for a larger, a larger um, story. Um, so yeah, that's in, in terms of like what the uh, synopsis of the story was uh, referring to. It's like now Nita must decide whether she's willing to become a monster, you know, like, like her mother. Um, and of course, you know, you'll have to find out for yourself by reading the story. <laughs> um, but that's going to do it. Um, I can only apologize so many times for the wait, but I'm going to do it again. I apologize for the wait. Thank you guys for, you know, sticking with, you know, the podcast and, and staying subscribed and hit and play on those episodes as soon as they come out. I really, uh, really appreciate it. I see the, you know, I see the statistics of people that listen and how long they listen for. And, you know, it's a very small, I don't, I don't pay for like, you know, statistic uh apps or anything like that um anchor has like this very simple uh way to to gauge those things so you know i always pay attention to that stuff and i'm, I'm happy for that i see that people are listening um i don't i'm not exactly super active on like social media and stuff but again if you want to reach out to me on twitter i will i see you know when people like and retweet my stuff um 
and uh you know if you send me a message i will definitely answer um but i don't i'm not i'm not the type to like post every day or multiple times a day on twitter um i i kind of made twitter out of like you know an obligation i was like well i have a podcast i might as well have that there to at least post my episode releases and then give people another outlet to reach out to me Uh, but otherwise i don't really use twitter like that um but yeah that's gonna call it for this episode um next week is a really cool unique webtoon um i i read a couple of like um i guess chapters i was gonna say chapters no panels i just like i skimmed through like the first chapter looking through the panels and i realized this webtoon is a silent webtoon there's no dialogue the story is told strictly through art and it's called chocolate and it's written and illustrated by someone that just goes by Anne. And uh, they have two series. Both of them are like this. Just completely silent webtoons. So I'm really curious how I'm going to record an episode on this. But I'm going to try. But yeah, it's really cool. And the art is beautiful. It really reminds me of like a shoujo manga series. Um, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. That'll be the next episode. So again, that's Chocolate by Anne. And again, if you have any questions or just thoughts, maybe on this series or this artist, um, you know, reach out to me, send them. I will reply on the podcast. Uh, Appreciate you guys and have a wonderful two weeks.